Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 220. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We are here once again to uh, continue on our flashback series where we cover... Um, little things, little audio clips from the archives of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Going back into the history of this fine podcast that we've enjoyed the benefits of ever since uh, December 16th, 2005. Yeah. Wow. We've been podcasting a while. Wow. And uh, anyway, one of the things that we celebrate here is just all the awesomeness that is the GSPN.TV community. And out of all the flashback episodes that we've done, of course, this being the third, uh, I'm excited about this one. Okay. And the reason why I'm excited about this one, Stephanie, is because uh, there are a couple things in this episode that really represents the direction and the lead uh, and and really the, the vision of where we are today not just with the Weekly Lost podcast, but with gspn.tv as a whole. Okay. Uh, first of all, the episode that we're going to be covering today is episode six of the Weekly Lost podcast. It was originally recorded. Oh, you know what? Let me see if I can find that real quick here. So that was here. Uh, that's something I should have looked up before I, I even started mentioning it. But hold on one second. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to gspn.tv slash episode guide. And that's going to pull up my episode guide. And then I'm going to click on Weekly Lost Podcast. I'm, I'm lost. I have I no idea what's going that's on fine. right now. Episode six was recorded January 21st, 2006. So one day after my birthday on the 26th uh, in 2006. What did you just say? Uh, one day after my birthday, which was January okay. 21st in 2006. Okay. I thought you said. I know. I said the 26th. Did you? Okay. Did. You you heard right. correctly. I, you're confusing me. I'm like, do you not know when your birthday is? I do. Because, you know, clearly you've already shared in one podcast this week that you don't know when my birthday <laughs> yes, is. Yes, I know. Which, but it's so funny. I was actually, I, I, I said, I was recording in the podcast and I said, oh, and Stephanie's birthday is coming up on uh, August 7th. And, and, <laughs> and I was thinking seven because your birthday and my anniversary and our anniversary right. are seven days apart. Exactly. So I said August. August 7th and uh it's funny I got a Twitter message saying at GSPN just so you know your wife's birthday is on the 10th like thank you that was so funny that was funny but anyway this was episode six recorded a long time ago uh and and then last night you were trying to make plans with someone to do something on Monday yeah and I'm like um you can do that on a different night a different night cliff yeah I'm, I'm not sharing Monday all right. So anyway, ahead, uh, this episode, we covered the the episode called The Hunting Party, which was season two, episode 11. All okay. right. Mm-hmm. So if you can remember, that was the episode that we were discussing. Um, and this podcast episode was unique. Uh, uh, joining us again in this episode as host uh, or as co-host was uh, Rachel, our next door neighbor. 
also in studio that night was Darcy Pock. He came back for a oh, second right? time. He did come back. A, yeah. Remember the whole son of a monkey thing? I do from remember this, the last yeah. one. Uh, but he, he he was in he was invited back, uh, which was fun. And not only that, but get this. Uh, Rachel said son of a monkey. He just made the noise. He did whatever it was. It was so funny. But anyway, um, in this episode via Skype. Now yeah, this a lot of people. This is January yeah. 2006, Stephanie. Now, podcasting itself wasn't that old. Uh, the And bringing in people via Skype, this was like cutting edge. And so this is one of the things that I just love about the fact that, you know, I'm always trying to find ways to incorporate the community. And um, anyway, Rem Levictois from mm-hmm. Calgary, Alberta, Canada was with us as uh, on Skype, as was Dr. Matthew Bruder. I miss talking to. I know. And, you know, Rem's out there. He still emails me I every know. now and then. He says, we need to get together and do some new stuff and do that. And it's like, dude, <laughs> this is what I do for a living. So right, when you're ready to go, let's pull the trigger here. Uh, so uh, Dr. Matthew Bruder from mm-hmm. Chicago. And get this, Eric Fisher, who is now a regular yes. full-time co-host of the Social Media Serenity Show, which by the way, folks, if you have not heard of that podcast, go right now to socialmediaserenity.com. I'm not just saying this, but Stephanie, I hate to say this, but I think I have a brand new favorite show of our network. Okay. I, I really do. I, I'm telling you, it is. we're having so much fun with that That's podcast. Good. But uh, yeah. I still that's love full time mom. That I no, do, that, and family that's from okay. the heart still rocks. But social social media serenity is like wow. That's because that's speaking your language. It is. It's talking my geek talk. You know, I get my Sarah geek and I, on. Sarah, Sarah and I may be entertaining and and fun to talk about, but it's like a foreign language to you sometimes. I think. What I love about the full time mom podcast over at fulltimemompodcast.com uh, <laughs> is is the fact that's that I get to hear like. what you guys are thinking, what goes through your mind, yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I think that's why another uh, that's why a lot of husbands are out there, or men are out there listening to learn about what women think because and feel, all, how they feel. They're not all married. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so um, anyway, one other thing that's interesting is that we have our very first, and in, she's in the chat room right now, and we'll talk about her a little bit later as we get to that clip. But okay. it's the very first episode we ever had any feedback from our good oh, friend, Edith yeah, Baker. Absolutely. So Edith, you show up for the very first time in episode six <laughs> of the Weekly Lost podcast. So we will. That's a long time ago. A long time ago. Wow. So anyway, um, th- those are the things I just wanted to set it up. And so okay. with that, I have, uh, let's see here, nine audio clips. Nine. To play, listen to you as you yawn. <laughs> I nine. stayed up. I stayed up too late last night. I did. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I have, I have um, found a new show that I like. Uh-huh. And that um, I'm doing a little research on because I think I will eventually watch it with Megan. Okay. And I'm going to talk more about it tomorrow on on Full Time Mom. But it's um, the Secret Life of the American Teenager. Okay. Cool. And or an American teen. I, anyway, I don't. But I stayed up too late watching. And that. you guys are recording that live tomorrow. Tomorrow at, at 10, 30 10 30 Eastern time. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so let me set up uh, audio clip number one because we want to move right along into this. Uh, Mike, this was a conversation where we were t- discussing. Remember when Michael was in the hatch and he was communicating on the computer and we all, you know, we is it Walt? It Walt? 
You know, well, some of us thought it was Walt. The, 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 it was, that was the conversation. Was it Walt that he was talking to? Here's what we were saying back then. Okay, so what do you guys think about what Michael said about the computer? Well, I still think that uh, Michael wasn't talking to Walt. I still think it was uh, a hallucination in the same way that uh, Kate hallucinated about the horse, Jack hallucinated about his father. I think it was all in uh, Michael's head. I don't think that he saw Walt on the computer, and I don't think he was conversing with him. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. You know, obviously Michael is not in the right sense of mind right now. I mean, th- there's something more going on. I mean, th- they talk about sickness on the island, and I think definitely Michael's involved. That's that's definitely a good point. I haven't actually thought about that before. Um, I was thinking more in terms of, well, if if it is Walt, then either he's communicating through the computer or... If it is Walt, it, he may be communicating with him psychically hmm. using the computer. Here's what I think: I I, I believe I don't believe it's Walt. I, I'm with Rem on this one. I, I don't I do not believe it's Walt. However, I don't believe that he is just imagining this. Um, I believe that he's literally typing on the computer, and I think he's being set up by the others. I, I believe that he's being enticed by the others to come out. And to do that in such a way that uh, it would draw other people out as well. And I, I think that they wanted what we saw in the episode when they came into the uh, jungle and, and met up with Zeke. I, I believe they wanted that to happen and, and they were waiting for it. So uh, I'd say I'd even go as far to say as they orchestrated the whole thing. I, they've been watching them the entire 50 days that they've been here. And so they they open this communication with Michael and it does lead to him running off and they know because they've been watching for 50 days how the others the others as in Jack and and John um, will react and that they will come after him I I like what you're saying I I believe that too because some of the people are wondering you know uh, I think he's imagining he's going crazy this is all a figment of his imagination because when Jack comes around obviously there's nothing on the screen but I think it was last week I I believe I shared my thoughts that I believe that they have cameras in here they're able to view every single Step of what's going on inside the Hatchler pad. Anyway, and, and of course, he saw that Jack was coming around, and they they shut it off. But I do not believe it was Walt, and I believe that they know that that if they portray themselves as Walt to Michael via the computer, he could not resist running out into the jungle and following those instructions. And I believe uh, it left off last week. It says. Uh, the script on the screen was uh, something like, "You must come." You must come. You need to come. You need to come. And I and we are left to believe, you know, we, or we're left to imagine what was actually said after that. And I believe it says, "You need to come alone." There you go. Wow, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, first off, who who was it who said that Michael was just imagining that? Well, well, let's was see. That? Rem started it. He yeah. said that it was just a hallucination, and Doctor Bruder agreed with him. Okay. And to them, we will say, Ah, then your theory is wrong. Well, no. To them, I was <laughs> go- to th- I was gonna, um. It's Doctor Bruder who actually said um, that he didn't think Michael was in his right mind. But now we know Michael has never been in his right mind. Um. Or at least that's what I. Like <laughs> that's know. what you think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, I'm not. I'm not going to complain about what you. You know, what I've already con- said that I wasn't going to complain about. But I heard all the guys talking, and I heard Rachel say, "Mm-hmm," and then 
I was like, who is that? <laughs> that was you, babe. I know. Can you imagine, though? We actually agreed back then. We, yeah, you agreed with me. You liked what I was saying. I did. How, How cool about that? that? And I, I tell you what, I mean, it's even it's even recorded and it's in like the archives and it now is it's in, in the this episode, episode again. And it is doubly archived. Somebody should somebody should mark this date down. Yeah, <laughs> this is some kind of anomaly for sure. There's definitely some kind of time warp involved yeah. here. Or but I seriously, I didn't paradox. recognize my own voice. That was pretty funny. That is funny. But uh, you know what? I'm actually kind of blown away that I was. I mean, I don't want to say haha, I was right. But I mean, I was dead on. Right. I was like, I said, there's cameras, they're watching, they're, watching. they're keeping track They're, And you said, you know, they're, they're even, they're even anticipating how they're going to react. And it's like, they, they are, they're, yeah. they are, they're guinea pigs. They're watching them. See, I, had, awesome. I even I had a theory that was right. How cool is now, that? Now going through the archives, I'm certain that there's, we're, we're going to further demonstrate as has already been demonstrated in parts one and part yeah. two, that there were plenty I had wrong too. So but, but I'm willing I had to accept one that. that. I had one that, that was right. Yes, you did. Sweet. Awesome. Here's another uh, clip. Now, everybody out there, you have probably heard this. If you've been listening to the Weekly Lost podcast for any amount of time, you've heard this. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. All right. Which, by the way, is it's an interesting theory. All right. So, you know, I actually went in and I've, I went in and got a really good, decent copy of that. OK. However, in episode six was the very first time that clip was that ever used. used. Yeah. You know how how we think that uh, Michael was hallucinating it. The military actually has a type of technology that can broadcast sound directly into your head without using speakers. They can point it at you and you will hear inside your head as if as if it was coming through your ears whatever sound that they would like to play for you sure. maybe there's a technology that allows the idea of projecting a hallucination into a person's head hmm. that's an interesting theory mm-hmm. and in fact guys I, I this is a little earlier than i wanted to bring it out but but uh rem i think that goes well with uh this little sound clip here it's an interesting theory <laughs> oh thank you thank you very much <laughs> there you go so anyway, uh, yeah, that, that clip has been around since episode six of our podcast and has been used very All heavily ever since. Yeah. Very. I like our new, I like our new clip though. Ha! Then your theory is wrong. I, I love, love that. that one. <laughs> Too good. All right. The only thing is though, I'm a little bit concerned about using that second one too often because people are going to be afraid to call in with their theories. Oh yeah. And it's I like, know. we don't want, you know, this is all just in fun and jest. It, absolutely. Folks. So call in and don't be, be we bold. Were having, be, we were having, be, be bold. Share your crazy theories with us. And we were having quite a, a fun time with Daniel when everything he yes. was saying. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Poor so guy. Cl- clip number three. Stephanie enjoyed the relationship of Sun and Jin. I the storyline. I always have. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this was about. This this is or interesting. Remembering. Yeah. Listen to this. I am very much into the relationships on the island um, because they are a very large portion of, of what's going on. Jen finds out that Michael has run after Walt again and picks up his bag and just assumes that it's okay for him, you know, to leave. And being married for nearly 10 years, I still understand that. Um, <laughs> and Son says, where do you think you're going? He says, well, Michael's my friend. And she replies, I am your wife. Well, evidently he does feel the impact of that because he puts his bag down and he stays. And I think that that is, um, that's very important in the fact that 
when they were at home, their relationship was a completely different dynamic where he called all the shots and did not did not put any kind of thought into what she what her opinion was and and what she thought. Later on in the end, they're sitting on the beach. Son comes up, asks if if they're back yet, and he says no. And um, he just is kind of like, by the way, honey, <laughs> I really don't like being told what to do. And she um, she contemplates that for a moment. She thought about that and, because I think in their culture, women aren't to tell men what to do. So she took in the impact of what he said, but still stood up for herself and turned and said, for four years, that was my life. My life was being told what to do for four years, and I didn't like it much either. And he listens to her and hears her and says, right, well, I guess you kind of didn't, you know? And I think that we're going to see a major change in their relationship. And you were absolutely correct, Stephanie. <laughs> I remember that. That that was a powerful moment in, in their marriage when communication started. Yeah. And that was awesome. It was awesome. All right. So moving along. Uh, I, now, in all fairness to Rem, he did get some things right. And very early on there in, in the hunting party, there was some early conflict between Jack and John Locke. And he had some thoughts about... Maybe is this going to set up something for the future of that relationship between the two of those men? So listen to what he says and tell me it doesn't sound as though he had already seen already the five (laughs) seasons that we saw and completely predicted what we've seen uh, recently. And this was back in in the early season two. So uh, have a listen to this, what Rem had to say. All right, next we're going to move on to the uh, Locke and Jack conversation. And uh, we're just going to go straight to the audio clip here. Well, let's say we catch up with him. What are you going to do? I'm going to bring him back. What if he doesn't want to come back? I'll talk him into coming back. Something tells me he might be past listening to reason. Why, you think we should just let him go? Write him off? Who are we to tell anyone what they can or can't do? You know, I think that's a really that's a really good example of the division that's coming between Locke and Jack, and I, I think it really exemplifies a difference of opinions and and really a difference in ideologies. You've got you've got uh, Locke, who is essentially a man of faith, and Jack, who is a man of science, and it appears that Locke is pretty much go with the flow when when it comes to events of the island, and he seeks to work uh, not only in the island's best interests but in the interests of other people. Where Jack comes across as having an idea of what he wants to do, and he doesn't really seem too concerned about what the other person would think. He's he's doing it because he thinks it's right. Um, I think Locke represents a desire to live in a balance in harmony with his surroundings as was done by countless native and aboriginal peoples you know those kind of peoples they took what they need they lived with the laws of nature and they sought to be part of the world but but jack has this idea that no uh, you know i'm going to go do this and i'm going to talk him into coming back and that kind of attitude i, I think is is really kind of dangerous and um i think it's a really dangerous idea and i think we're going to see more of that division coming between Jack and Locke, and I think it is an interesting theme that's going to be present on the island. I think Rem had already seen scripts <laughs> for future seasons. You think so? He was dead on, he wasn't was. he? was. Wow. That was amazing. That's pretty cool. Yep. So anyway, it, it just goes to show you that, you know, some of the things that we discussed way back then, it, it was kind of funny to see some some of the frivolous things that we covered and talked about Mm -hmm. like the mural and the numbers and all those other things. And then, you know, there were some things that we 
we're catching on to early on. And it's like, yeah, I, I see where this is going or mm-hmm. I have a hunch. And so very interesting stuff. All right, so let's see here. The clip number four says this. Rem shares his thoughts on Jack. No, no. we just did oh, that. that You're on four. five. Number five. Oh, my theory, Mr. Friendly is Gerald DeGroot. So remember when I was saying, I oh, haha, I was right? I well, here is uh, one uh, where I'll just go ahead and play this one. Just This is a precursor for this. Ha! Then your theory is wrong. I just want to go on the record now, and I've done. I've been on the record for a while now. The guy on the boat, uh, the sea billy, as being Dr. Gerald DeGroote. I mean, obviously, he's the same guy that was on the boat. The voice is the same, the the look and the, the mannerisms about him. Obviously, the same guy. But here's something he said that just says, I am definitely jo- uh, Gerald DeGroote. So here you go. You know, somebody a whole lot smarter than anybody here once said that since the dawn of our species, man's been blessed curiosity anybody know where that who that smarter man is i could take a swing at that one go ahead i got it this morning man i was i was watching the episode this morning before work again and i said i've heard that somewhere before so i pulled up a browser and i go to www.thehandsofoundation.org and lo and behold the front page has uh, very nearly the same quote that quote is directly from alvar hansel the founder of the Hanso Foundation. And so uh, that tells me that if he's going around, walking around the island, quoting Alvar Hanso, the founder of the Hanso Foundation, who funds the Dharma Initiative, and there's the orientation film that has a guy that looks just like him, who at least what he would have looked like in 1980 when the film was made, that it's him. All right, Stephanie. You, you, I was you've wrong. already said it. You were wrong. I was not, wrong. We won't rub it in because there's yeah. going to be plenty of times that I've been wrong. And there will be plenty more where I was wrong as well. Right. But there there you go. Gerald DeGroote. I was so ready to be right. However. But in, well, the one thing that I, um, I, I was looking up before we started is that um, it was the first time we've talked about Tom in a long time. And um it reminded me that I had just seen a, a trailer for a new show on ABC coming this fall. And and MC Ganey is, is going to be in that show. And it's called Happy Town. Oh, okay. And um, so anyway, if you like him, he's going to be in this new show, Happy Town. Very cool. And I've got, a, looks I've got the phone number and name of his agent and publicist as well. So I, I may okay. try to get him in for an okay. interview sometime in the near future. Yeah, It, well, it, it looks like it's... It, I guess it's set in um, Haplin, Minnesota. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's like it's supposed to be like the happiest place in America, and all the people are so cheery. And and then there's like these creepy things going on on underneath. So, gotcha. Well, it's interesting. We we had a little bit more discussion about um, <laughs> Mister Friendly. Yeah, this is so embarrassing for me. Do you even realize that? This this is so funny. And like it wasn't embarrassing enough the first time around. You're going to remind everybody of yes. it right now. Thank so, you, folks, because I feel the love. I know. Yeah. I love you too, baby. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal: if you have to pee, uh, please pause right now and go tinkle and come back after you're finished because. If you can sit through this and not laugh, then more power to you. Here is clip number six. Now, the next thing we want to do is uh, I want to point out that uh, Alex, who is Danielle's daughter, I believe that she's been found. What do you guys think? It's I, too easy. It's, yeah. it, 
it almost seems too easy. They gotta make something easy. I mean, everything else <laughs> else is so involved. And yeah, we have to kind of fight for everything, don't we? Yeah, and so I think they just gotta give you something. Oh, well, they they head. show they show uh, an arm of somebody as they're <laughs> as Kate is being thrown in to the the screen shot, and I froze it and could not tell if it was a. a male or female arm, and I'm just like, ah. Well, here's an audio clip to, to help back this up here. This is this is what he says when he calls for Kate to be brought out. I hoped you wouldn't come to this. Bring her out, Alex! That's how my dad talks. Bring me a cold beer while you're at it. Dad's got a beard like that. That was my dad on the island. I'm watching this episode and I'm trying to really stay focused on Zeke here. And I'm sitting there, I'm seeing my father in law. Because he he talks with the same accent. Figure out, Stephanie. He's probably going to shoot me for doing this, but I'm going to get a picture of my father in law and do a side by side comparison with the sea billy. No, because I need an audio clip too, because it does sound just like him. All right, there you go. So, okay, I mentioned it. I may have been the first one that mentioned it, but you're the one who made a big deal about it. Oh, you, you made it plenty of... I'm sitting there trying to focus on Zeke, and all I can see is my father-in-law. Yeah. You, check, check it out. I even posted it in the chat room. It'll be in our show notes for this episode. I did the screen capture way back then, and <laughs> there you can see. Yes, I mean, they are the, dead Obviously, in. the one on the, the right is, is my dad, and... Yep. He makes that face all the time. Yeah. And and I think in the next episode, I haven't got... You have the clip. I have the of, clip where your dad... we don't have it anymore. But yeah, as if it wasn't worse, as if it wasn't bad enough just to mention that, you know, my dad sounds exactly like that and yep. looks exactly like that. Um, Cliff thought it would be funny to go out to my dad's house and um, record him saying, bring, bring her out, Alex. Alex. And it sounds just like him. Yeah. The, uh. I think the... Um, which we, we talk about when you play the initial clip, like the, um, the inflection is in the wrong spot. Yeah. But I mean, that, that is, is it, it is. And I, I, I did the whole, Oh, I even have it on here. The father-in-law theory. Yeah. He, the, he should make money from that because I swear that character was. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Too funny. All right. Moving along. Epi- or clips number seven here. Darcy opens the discussion of the pot of a possible military connection. Here's what he had to say. Just an observation that I made was that uh, Zeke's pistol was awfully old. Uh, it's actually a 9mm Luger that is vintage World War II. And looking at the other sort of weapons that people had, I just thought it was interesting that Zeke was carrying around this old sort of vintage piece versus the um, you know possibly available nicer weapons so i don't know if that means anything or not but i I talked to cliff a little bit about it and he said i'll definitely bring it up but yeah i think do you guys have anything to say on that well if the black rock is an old ship you know a ship that's over 100 years old it is conceivable to think that maybe a german ship had been uh had been crashed on the island 
maybe a, a military, uh, a U-boat or some sort of German military craft or maybe a German airplane had crashed on there and those soldiers would certainly be armed. And if you go to the Hounsell Foundation website, or actually, I'm sorry, if you just go to the orientation film, you will learn that Alvar Hanso was in munitions dealings for military purposes. And ah, so I think there is a. I think the reason why I wanted uh, Darcy to bring this in is because there's a military connection with the Army knife that was issued. That was uh, how many years old? Twenty. <clears throat> Twenty. Twenty-year-old Army knife that's issued to people only in the army uh, on the island, and now we have this World War II military type of pistol. Uh, so again, I don't know what connections the military has to what's going on with the testing and the Dharma project and initiative, but I believe that there is some kind of military connection. So there you go. We were talking about this way, way, right. way, way back. And, of course, we found out today, and, of course, if you have, for those of you who are in the live show, if you have not watched Knee Lost, you, you may want to uh, tune out for a little while. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the military connection, of course, being the episode of Jughead that we saw. Right. Seeing um, the the World War II officers, you know, uniforms right. and all that other stuff going on. So Absolutely. There you go. We 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 called it way back then that there was some kind of connection. Way and back when. Number eight, clip number eight is what does Dharma stand for? Does Dharma is it a is it an anagram for some sort of remote medical asylum? Actually, Dharma is not an anagram, but it is in fact an acronym. So kids, go look 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 that up. Dharma is in fact an acronym, but not an anagram. Have you guys heard that? Yes just last night an anagram obviously is a word jumbled you know like ethan rom is an anagram for other man mm-hmm. acronym obviously is taking the initials of something like for example wac or it stands for women's army corps so we now know for sure that dharma d-h-a-r-m-a stands for something i have a theory on that one go ahead how about this one? The DeGroote Hanso Alternative Research and Medical Association. I like that. Or you could replace the M for munitions. The DeGroote Hanso Alternative Research and Munitions Association. Well, he got research right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. This is one of those things that, again, we debated for a very long time. The whole lost community debated over this. It doesn't even matter now. It doesn't even matter. But it's the Department of Heuristics and Research Material Applications. Whatever. Ah, anyway, that's a mouthful. Yeah. All right. And, of course, as promised, here is our very first ever feedback from our very own Edith Baker. Rem, will you read the quote from Edith B? Sure. Edith B wrote, I just listened to your 23rd Psalm podcast and you just added another fan to your base. Woo! I'm going back and listening to the earlier ones. In fact, I had to donate some money to make sure that you would stay on. The silliness mixed in with a serious discussion is awesome. Uh, best of all is your blog where you back up your theories with screenshots. Of all the lost podcasts I listen to, this one, generally speaking, is the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edith, you rock. And she still feel that way. I she still <laughs> rocks to this day. She Let, does still rock. I know we still think that. 
she rocks, but I was asking if she still feels that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Well, she's still <laughs> here. Has she changed her opinion any? I don't know. I really, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, don't tell us. <laughs> Please don't tell us. Uh, I I, th- I wonder if we go to these flashbacks. We always are we going to skip number fifty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I going to say? You know what? A lot. Can I just say? You know, I, I I know I've said this in multiple ways throughout the years, but where I am today has a lot to do with so many different influences and and different things and different decisions and it's and it's an amazing path and path that in journey that we've been on. But I really want to say that Edith Baker was a major catalyst in in the whole uh, bringing GSPN.TV, the possibility of doing this as a career one day. Uh, she really, if there was any seed in there, she is the one who planted it and made it grow and right. and, and, and just, just watered. She's she not planted it, but she, well, maybe she did plant the idea, uh, but she watered it and, and fertilized it, saw it grow. Um, the, 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 she actually donated money after that and, and was, we were able to afford a brand new mixer to Mm -hmm. replace the mixer that we were using, which allowed us all to have our own microphones. Um, just, just the generosity there. And Edith, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I just can't imagine, you know, I'm so glad that you were there then and the encouragement and stuff that you gave. And, uh, that was awesome stuff. And so here we are. Um, for, you know, well, actually 214 episodes later, uh, looking back at that one episode and what I, what I just want to say about episode number six, um, believe it or not, I think it was probably among one, this has to be in the top five of my all time favorite episodes of the weekly loss podcast. And because here, here you have like the, the overall vision of GSPN, all in one show you have you have bringing people together from you know different states different countries you have us all sharing our thoughts and ideas and all of us from different backgrounds all in one show interacting together already as a community in episode number six right i mean like what it's for, it's- I, I i don't i didn't realize this until I started doing these flashback episode preparations. I didn't realize that the community was instantaneous. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the foundation. Well, because we shared a common interest. Yes. And we, and it growed from there. Yes. And to really, we all have lost to think yeah. for bringing us all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anyway, I, I do want to say, and, and then that means we can all mourn in May when it goes off the air. Yeah. I, I, I know this is something those, those who are watching our live broadcast all day long, they're probably done hearing me say all this stuff, right. but I do, I do want to say it here for the weekly loss podcast. Um, we just yesterday added our 288th and 289th plus member. I'm just, I have my uh, email inbox open on the left-hand side and it looks like today we added, we're adding our 290th GSPN plus wow. member. And I uh, want to say a huge thank you. If you are not aware of this, Stephanie and I produce this podcast uh, on a weekly basis, but this is not the only show we do on a weekly basis. We do a minimum of seven other shows a week. Uh, and a total, even when we're not doing this one on a weekly basis, we have a lot of shows going on. And, uh, so anyway, we produce a lot of content. This is our full-time career. And one of the ways that we are able to do that is through a plus membership. And it's a one monthly fee. You get access to every episode of this podcast, as well as all of our other podcasts. 
and uh, we try to provide as much as we can out on the free feeds, but we had to find some way to induce people to help support this content. And if you enjoy this content, if you enjoy the community of what we're doing here, uh, we would invite you to come to gspn.tv slash plus and uh, consider becoming a plus member. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say there. Stephanie, oh, well, anything else? But while you want, while you play the music, I want to read this email oh. from Karen. Oh, if you're because gonna, this is yes. awesome. Oh, that's right. So I, I, I can read it quickly. No, no uh, go ahead. I got the three-minute okay. music on okay. now. Um, it's dearest Cliff and Stephanie. Um, I think I have spoken to you about how I have gotten my son Connor into Lost. Well, in the beginning of the summer, I downloaded all of the previous Lost podcasts so Connor could listen and I could keep up to speed. Um, in the morning, he puts my iPod on our, our Bose docking station and we listen while I make our breakfast. This morning, we listened to the show where you talked about a listener in Hong Kong who probably speaks Hong Kongese. <laughs> Stephanie then deadpanned, um, that would be Chinese, Mr. World Traveler. Well, Connor and I were laughing so hard. Connor was laughing such a deep, right-from-the-toes laughter. It reminded me of when he was a little boy and we used to tickle him. Thank you, Cliff and Stephanie. Once again, your podcasts have brought me such joy and happiness. I just don't know what I would do without you. When I pray tonight, know that I will be praying to keep your family in my life forever. I must get to Kentucky one of these days. Karen. Uh. And I just have to say, when we were just talking about the community and how Lost has brought... Um, has brought an interest and we've made friends, but it's also bringing a mom and a son together. And, you know, and it's just special. It is. It It is. It is really awesome. And I just can't say thank you enough to everybody out there for just being a part of this community. If you're not a part of this community, do me a favor, head over to gspn.tv slash about. And like, like, seriously, in an hour and 40 minutes, I'm going to go pick up two friends from this community at the airport who are flying in from Germany, you know, and... It's it's amazing. Yeah, and and those members are actually it's while a, they're here in the states after they leave us on Sunday are going, are going to, to, DC to go to meet someone else from the community and then from there heading to New York to meet other people from the community. Exactly. It's, it it is it it's it's pure awesomeness. That that's what it is. It is pure awesomeness. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If you don't mind, I'm going to I'm going to fade out this music. And okay, that wasn't quite a fade. <laughs> that wasn't a fade. <laughs> I'm just going to hard <laughs> turn it off. I'm going to hard kill that music. And what I want to do is uh, I'm going to play two audio feedbacks to close out okay. the show. Uh, one is from Jenny H in Rochester, New York, and then I'm going to close it out with a funny uh, little clip here from um, oh, who was that that did that? It was Tess, right? If I can find it. But uh, here's uh, here's Jenny H to start it off. Okay. So Hi, my name is Jenny and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son and I work full time and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost and I was looking for Lost podcasts. And I can't believe what I found in GSPN and just the the inspiration and sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie and it's really important to me and I I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better and I'm just so thankful for all that they do and that's why I'm a Plus member and I'm really proud of that fact. 
All right. Thank you, Jenny, for that. And there are uh, there are if you go to gspn.tv slash plus, there are I think there's like 12 testimonials that you can click the play button on. One of them is going to be the one that I play you now. And you'll probably want to go just to hear it again because this is hilarious. That's great. And I still have a bunch more that I still need to add to the site eventually. So uh, but here here's Tess and she's going to close out the show. And she says, become a plus member today or we'll buggy again tomorrow. This is so awesome. God bless everybody. Hi, this is Tess from London, England, and I am a gspn.tv Plus member. Now, when people hear I'm a Plus member, they often say to me, Tess, my dear, don't you realise that this Plus membership thing is all a big scam? Here you are sending your hard-earned English pounds over the internet to some dashed colonial fella you've never met, who probably still owes King George III a couple hundred years of back taxes, and all you get for it is uncountable hours of top-quality podcasting entertainment and the joy of knowing you're helping at least one poor soul escape a soul-sucking job in insurance. What's up with that? And then there's this pause, and they go, Oh. And I see the light of realisation in their eyes, and the next thing you know, they're annoying you by writing on the gspn.tv forum that John Locke sucks, and how if you play Danielle Rousseau's message backwards at half speed, it actually says, Join the community. So you have to be careful how you spend your cash. Instead of wasting 10 bucks a month to support Cliff and Stephanie live lives of open authenticity, you could buy like three lattes and maybe a muffin. So you know what to do, right? Right. GSPN.TV plus membership. Sign up today or we'll nag you again tomorrow. Tess, you're awesome. Well, folks, that's all we have for this week. Uh, j- if you're not aware of this, join us next week on Thursday. Uh, we record uh, live shows all day long from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. nonstop over at gspn.tv live. We'd love to have you come join us. I think we record this show right around 1 o'clock. Sometimes we run about 15 minutes late. But uh, anyway, we encourage you to come join us every Thursday. We're live all day long, gspn.tv live. And until next time... Stay Stay lost. lost.